Hello, Guardians. Today is July the 28th, 2023. My name's Danfinity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the show. There's almost 1,500 of you out there that are subscribed to Destiny Digest. That means a lot to me. Uh, Also, thanks for all the support on the conversations that we've had over this summer. This week's episode doesn't feature an interview. We will get to that next week. Also coming next week is GCX, and I will be in Orlando, Florida. Time's been crazy. I didn't realize that it was that soon, but here we are. If you see me at GCX and you whisper the word, well, don't whisper the word, but if you say the word Pomplamoose to me, I'll get you one of these uh, bearded heart pins uh, for the trouble. Before we get into the news of the week, I do want to announce that we did open our fourth wall store here just in this last week. Uh, You can pick up all sorts of hats and mugs and shirts and stuff. I just designed a shirt uh, called Grab His Ghost and Twist It uh, that you can pick up from that shop. All the proceeds go to supporting my work as a creator. Uh, Plus, you get a cool shirt out of the deal. Like, what more could you ask for? Getting into the news of Destiny 2 this week, congratulations to the Bungie team for winning the Accessibility Award from the Games for Change organization. Destiny is always a game that is looking to improve on the accessibility side, whether it be auto-melee, auto-fire. Those changes are super helpful, not only for people with disabilities, but for people like me. I, I like holding the button down, too. They always do fantastic work to try to make it accessible for everyone, and congratulations to that team. It's huge. This week in Hotfix 7.1.5.1, we got Join Progress for Deep Dives and Utility Kickstart fixes that have been added. They also made sure that player progression for Solstice wasn't blocked by completing Kindling objectives early. This week in Destiny, we found out that the reprised Raid Race Day will be on September 1st, with Contest Mode taking 48 hours. As always with contest mode, you'd have to go through and complete the raid once and then go through and do the raid challenges to be in contention for Worlds First. If you're going for Worlds First, your team will wipe when they fail a challenge on the Triumph Run. When it comes to contest mode, I'm glad that it's 48 hours. It gives people a lot more time to complete, even if they're not going for Worlds First. Uh, My team, when we did Root of Nightmares, we ended up taking full advantage of that 48 hours. Uh, to get our clear on contest mode. I know there's going to be some voices out there that are like, but if everybody gets the pixels, then my pixels are less important than the pixels that the pixels pixels. And that's that's fine. Have your own opinion about that. Personally, I think that it's a good thing for the health of the game. While I'm not going to be taking part in that raid day, I am looking forward to seeing what the reprise raid is going to be. Will it be Leviathan with all of the new tendril stuff? Will it be Wrath of the Machine? They're going to have to add possibly an entire enemy race in if they do that. However, they do have the mechanics for Wrath of the Machine in the game. So I know which one I'm pulling for more, but if you're listening to this on Spotify, you should be able to vote in the poll uh, to show off what you think the next raid is going to be. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be Crota's in. Maybe they'll send us in there. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Also in the TWID, we got an update on Veil Containment. For those of you who don't know what the Veil Containment activity is, uh, if you go to Nimbus after you've completed the unfinished business quest for Lightfall, um, you can get the Parting the Veil quest. You get the hand cannon that was 
in all of the promotions. You'll complete the activity, and then once you return week over week, the Veil Containment was giving story beats that progressed the story of Neomuna past the Lightfall campaign. There's been some really interesting stuff in there. Mylan and Bife have been going crazy with the lore for it. Um, there's been some huge revelations that add context to things that happened last year with Lakshmi. It's a pretty all right quest, and the lore is very impressive. It just sucks because they tucked it on Neomuna so far off that some people didn't know where it was. Um, the team did say that they are learning from this and that they will be taking notes for when they do future drops. We'll be receiving some more recordings from the Veil Containment in Season 21 and also at the beginnings of Season 22 and 23. So hopefully they'll put it a little bit more front and center or like maybe just an arrow that says, hey, look down here. This week we also got a developer insight for the economy and rewards. Season 22, we will be receiving the Unending Tempest Stasis Submachine Gun and Crucible. For Strikes, we get the Luna Regolith 3 Solar Sniper Rifle. Gambit gets the Qua Zaffin 5 Void Machine Gun. Nightfall, we see Warden's Law returning. There's more information in the TWID this week about Warden's Law returning. We get the Pre-Astianix 4 Solar Precision Bow. Say that four times fast. Iron Banner sees Guiding Light and Point of the Stag. And Trials of Osiris sees the return of Igneous Hammer. And we get the Cataphract GL3 Strand Heavy Grenade Launcher. In this post, we also saw that material caps were going up for everyone, with Ascendant Shards going up from 10 Ascendant Shards on your character up to 30, Ascendant Alloy going up to 30, and then Enhancement Prisms going from 50 to 100. This is to keep them out of your Postmaster. This has ruffled some feathers because technically, if you're running three characters, you're actually able to hold less on your characters, you would normally be able to carry 10 on your tune and then keep 30 in your postmaster, bringing a total of 40. So they're reducing that cap by 10. Some folks are upset about it. Understandable. Personally, I'm a fan of this change. I think this is better for the game overall. While I understand some caps need to exist, this is actually very helpful and hopefully will have people uh, invest more in the build systems that they have in Destiny 2. In the twit, after they did the recap of the insight, they did say that Dead Man's Tail, the exotic scout rifle, will be able to be crafted in Season 22 when Presage enters into the new exotic mission rotator. And that's some good news because I know that random roll exotics were awesome for their time. I think that this is probably a more fair way of distributing that item uh, and more fun because Presage is a really cool activity. They didn't talk about Hawkmoon, which is the other randomly rolled exotic uh, in the game. My betting money is probably on it becoming craftable when that exotic mission goes into the exotic mission rotator. Outside of that, that's all for the news. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Danfinity. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and the TikTok and threads at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch four days a week, twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity, helping guardians with in-game activities. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. Also, if you'd like to give a couple of bucks to help keep the show running, uh, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All the links are in the notes for the show. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for.